Every time I open up my email, it seems that there's another desperate sounding, this is the end, sort of plea from one group or another. They all say, if you don't help us right now, it's all over. It'll be too late. But the next day, and the next day, and the next week, and the next month, and the next month, and the next year, they send more. And it's always too late. Now, I know there's an awful lot out there that from pretty much any direction can look fouled up. I recently caught a part of Bill Maher's real-time show in which he referred to the Theodore Parker quote that uh, um, was in the Ship Gonna Sail song and that uh, Dr. King quoted um, about the arc of the moral universe being long but bending toward justice. Marr asked his guest if he believed that that was true. The guest was a journalist from the Atlantic magazine, and he said, no, but I hope it is. And Marr said, nah. It's a bar fight. You grab anything you can. I believe they may well believe what they're saying, but I don't believe it represents anything near the whole story. The last message I delivered from this pulpit was all about the reasons I have found to believe in James Luther Adams' assertion that our optimism is justified. And I still believe those things. Still, if I don't pay very close attention to my own responses to the fear-mongering and the negativism and those exasperating things that people not like me can say is true and paint the world with brushes that just offend me. I can get caught up in all of that, in that overwhelming, widespread conflict. I get wound up and angry and anxious right along with the rest of them, That attention and intention is what I wanted to call our minds to today. The mindfulness of not getting caught up in the spin. We have some choices in the matter of whether we will view the glass, some choices, and whether we will view the glass as half full or half empty. That's true, and so is the fact that not all of us have the same propensity for one view or the other. We don't all have the same natural wiring to view things optimistically or otherwise, 
But for those of us who have a spiritual vision and abiding faith that goodness can be reached through the power of love and in the service to our fellow humans, there is no other adequate path to have but that of hope. Part of the work I'm doing for my own personal edification and growth involves, yet again, a careful and thorough dismantling of even more of my well-established habits of thought. I'm beginning to work to let go of more entrenched mannerisms and responses and understandings and perspectives and finding that there's a great deal of freedom in extricating my actual responsibilities from my perceived responsibilities. There are things I've understood as afflictions for quite a long time that I don't have to see that way anymore. Most others would be inclined to agree with my original assessment. These are, these are confounders. These are difficult. These are, and, as, and for a long time, that felt empowering to me, to have people concur with my misery or my, my negative assessment of stuff. You know, that was, see there? Um, but it's the contrary. Being heard is empowering. Having our negatives or negative attitudes reinforced is not empowering. Those things and people that are most difficult for us, whether we like it or not, are where our biggest lessons lie. But sometimes the lessons are about finding the larger issue and getting free of the particulars and a sense of responsibility to the one that's got us so blinded. I was having a text exchange with a friend of mine about the 4th of July and began by wishing him a happy holiday. Um, then I thought a bit more about what we were celebrating. I thought about it being a European and Anglo-Saxon independence from those who imposed hardships, yes. But in some cases, it was independence from those who paid for the ships to get them over here in the first place. Some of the very people, some of those very people who turned around and enslaved others for cheap labor. And I thought about Carol Gray Wing's message last week and the fact that women have been intentionally and systematically denied equal rights and that it really seems we're moving significantly backwards in that area lately. And I became absorbed in the injustices, the affliction, if you will, 
So I again texted my friend, and I said, and who, just for the record, is a black Baptist minister in another state, another southern state. And this time, without mentioning any of the thoughts that I'd had between the two texts, I, had, uh, I said, or should I say, Happy American White Men's Independence Day. His response was, we too sing America. So yes, it is fitting for us to celebrate as we help to make independence for all, a reality for all. He offered a far broader view a clearly more magnanimous approach and one that pointed not only uh, pointed out not only our progress as a nation but that old arc of the universe again he held history gently That kind of view is like a watchful parent, in my estimation, you know, letting the child run and make the mistakes the children have to make on their own if they're going to learn anything. And we can teach some things, but mistakes have to happen. Anyway, um, it begins to move us toward finding the underlying good that is independent of the current activities and events. The next day, I noticed uh, a 4th of uh, of July posting from the day before on Facebook from a young woman who grew up in this church. She said, and I quote, Time to celebrate the fact that a bunch of slave-owning aristocratic white males didn't want to pay their taxes. (laughs) Happy 4th, y'all. End quote. Seeing that post that was so similar to the attitude that had arisen in my mind made me wonder if that kind of bitterness has been being tacitly cultivated among us, or maybe not so tacitly. That kind of bitterness and uh, that us and and them feeling about large groups of others has nestled into our culture. Now, I know we're improving. I know we're getting a whole lot better about it. it, it. But if so, I decided it was time to call it out of hiding and name it. And grow up. All of that brought me back to something I've shared with you before, earlier this year, uh, as a matter of fact, 
Uh, something that I shared with the district ministers at their conference and something I shared in the spring with the Lubbock congregation and one of the New Orleans congregations. That idea is this. If we cannot see our lives in the actions of others, there's farther yet to see. If we cannot hear ourselves in the words of others, there is deeper listening yet to do. If I cannot find myself in you, if I cannot find you within me, I have more yet to become. If we are to be cultivators of peace in our time, we must learn to look for the affinity rather than focus on the affliction. And at the same time, separate out what is dysfunctional in our old ways of doing and being so that we stop carrying responsibility for things that are not ours and become more adept at recognizing what we are responsible for and can be successful at managing. This is another way we find what is ours to do, what we are called to do. It is in these ways that we have a chance to see anxiety and meaninglessness and guilt and grief and hatred and anger fall away. We are finite. We are embraced in all directions by an infinitude of unknowns. Together we're the waves that are greater, farther reaching, and more powerful and effective than the rock. In a diverse community, we have the opportunity to hone our skills at finding that affinity in the other while also finding refuge and companionship with like-minded seekers of truth and spiritual growth and greater understanding. The battles are still there to wage. And only you know which ones are yours. What demons or dragons or zombies you find you must slay on your path. But what I see play out over and over and over again is that resistance breeds resistance. Aggression breeds aggression. And an eye for an eye makes the whole world blind. If we would see this, if we would see this world move towards a more just and peaceful place, if we would facilitate an evolution toward a more compassionate global society, we will have to work from a position of love. And we must eventually let the fear and anger and bitterness move into the past as we stand looking into the eye of the other acknowledging our mutual humanity and brokenness and imperfection 
The only way to begin or even continue that journey is one step at a time. We see these kids that are 10 year old, 10 years old playing every bit as good as people that have studied their whole lives and mastered piano. I saw a, a, a Facebook post this week of a, of a young man who has been studying dance for two years. And his movements and the complication and sophistication and accuracy of every move was that of someone who had done it for the last 20 years. There are people entering this planet, this life, that will carry things beyond our imagination, and it's up to us to keep cultivating the ground for them to grow in. The community gardeners here in town have a model of cyclical community. It's not hierarchical. And now they've found that the people who were young children when they first began want to, are ready to, and are beginning to teach the kids younger than them. And they've taken like the Valencia Community Garden Group to A.B. Palmer Park Gardening Group to teach people and to Airport Park to teach people. They've given them a way to recognize the practicality and value of the lessons that they're learning. They've tied them to something meaningful and useful in their own lives. And in a model of community that does not have conflict or doesn't operate in a way that cultivates conflict. The older people are learning from the younger people also. And it becomes a circle and a spiral and a sphere, a whole organic thing. Anyway, how many paradigm shifts have you had in your lifetime where you learned something and it totally changed what you understood about everything else? Whether you're compelled to work for women's rights, LGBTQ rights, children's rights, rights of people in poverty, education, environmentalism, peace, religious freedom, if you speak truth to power, speak truth with love, knowing that they are not just the other, but they are you. The change has more fertile ground. And we do it in baby steps. <laughs>